Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Geek Awakens. You're listening to The Geek Awakens, where the talk is geekier than having an opinion about the Oxford comma. where the talk is geekier than still mourning the loss of Queen Daenerys Stormborn of the House Targaryen, the first of her name, Queen of the Andals and the First Men, the rightful Queen of the Seven Kingdoms and Protector of the Realm, Queen of Dragonstone, Queen of Marine, Khaleesi of the Great Grass Sea, the Unburnt Breaker of Chains, and Mother of Dragons, Regent of the Realm. She will be missed. <laughs> You're listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt, Tabitha, Lydia, and Ticket. All right, so guys, we've been doing this for five years now. It seems weird because, um, I mean, typically, like, we would be up at Wizard World right now doing geek stuff up there, but, you know, COVID happened. But I'm okay with it because we have a fantastic show. Uh, we've got some guests coming up later. Uh, but first, before we do that, got a couple of uh, us specific things I want to talk about. So, like I said, it's crazy that we've been doing this podcast in one way or another for five years. Uh, five years ago, none of us expected to see Spider-Man in the MCU. We all figured that Winds of Winter would be coming any day now. And we were definitely not ready for Baby Yoda. Uh, not to mention, the five of us thought about KFC way less than we do now. <laughs> oh, that's so true. <laughs> Very true. Uh, and we've had a lot of help along the way from publishers allowing us to read their books, creators letting us talk to them, and collaborating with other podcasts. Also, we owe a lot of thanks to everyone who's listened to the show. We hope you'll continue to join us for this ride. So, um, before we get to our reviews, um, I wanted to kind of take a second just to think back. Uh, what were, because we've reviewed a lot of things over the years, whether it was from Lion Forge, Oni Press, um, Vault Comics, I, so many more. Um, what were some of our favorites? Uh, Tabitha, let's start with you. Um, so I was going to say uh, this is a taco. And then I thought about it, and I'm going to go with Aquacorn Co. Because it's one, like, I have not stopped thinking about Aquacorn Co., which is hard for me to say, for, the, like, since we read it. And, like, I randomly see it posted online. I'm like, oh, my God, I love that. And, like, I would have never read that without this show. So I'm going with Aquacorn Co. I can do it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but you totally would have read This is a Taco without this show, right? I mean, probably not, but, like, <laughs> if I had seen a book labeled This is a Taco, probably, but, like, I don't know that I would have just seen it in the wild. 
<laughs> for me, uh, I think that mine was uh, Midnight Radio from Lion Forge. Mm-hmm. Um, it was such a fantastic gra- graphic novel, and it's one that, like, I and I've saved a lot of the PDFs that we've gotten over the years, uh, but that is one that's like I really desperately want to go back and revisit. And uh, and it's also it's one that's like I need to see like in my hands, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like it, it was just fantastic. Uh, Lydia, what about you? I think my favorite thing that we've reviewed like over the years has probably been Sheets. Uh, it was just <clears> such <throat> a really cute and touching story in a way and I actually found the hard copy that I got when I was packing up books to move and I realized how long it's been since we reviewed that one and I really want to sit down and read that one again and Matt let's finish that one off this is a hard one because there have been so many amazing things that we've gotten a chance to read there are oh I don't know it it's it's really hard to narrow it down to one but I think I have to go with something that has been one of our more recent reviews and I have to go with the dark one, the Brandon Sanderson one. Um, that just, I, I don't know, that checked every box for something I want in a graphic novel. Um, and like, there are definitely things that I have super enjoyed reading that we got. But this was something like outside of the show that I was looking forward to uh, when I heard about it. So getting a chance to preview it was just um, like, it it was fantastic. It was great. Let's talk about a couple of books that uh, might just end up on our favorites list. If we do this for another five years, God, we'd be really old. We're really old now. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) The first one uh, is out now from Oni press. It's called invisible differences, a story of Asperger's adulting and living a life in full color. Uh, it is by Julie Dashes and Mademoiselle Caroline. Uh, so this book is about Margaret. She's shy. Uh, she tries to act normal at work and with her social life, but she finds it hard to make small talk, among many other things. Uh, she is finally diagnosed with Asperger's, and she begins her journey of self-acceptance. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of... Uh, expectations with this book Um, but man I loved it Um, I loved the simplistic art style I also loved um, how basically like how her world comes into color more once she's you know finally discovered hey this is you know not what's wrong with me but it's like she's figured out this is why I am who I am and I now love myself because of it, you know? Um, Tabitha, I know you also had a chance to read it. What'd you think? Um, I really love this. Like, I love the art style. It, because it was translated from the French, like, I had, um, like, I had moments where I was reading it and I felt like I was watching Amelie, which is one of my <laughs> also favorite movies. Um, and I love the mental health rep, especially when it's something like this that's own voices and really accessible to all ages. Like, there was something in this for every aspect of your life, like work, friends, relationships, um, dealing with sexual assault in a way. Like it was just one thing after another and it could have been really heavy and really like made you just like hate life like at the end of it. But like you had so, like you went on this journey with her and the art being so simple but yet so engaging really helped this. Like 
I loved it. Like I found, like, I almost wish I had read it in French because I think I would have appreciated it more because like sometimes like I could tell where they had translated and it was off. I was like, wait, that's not how English works. But um, I, I love this. Like kudos to this author. Like this illustrator did a fantastic job. This was wonderful. Matt, what'd you think? I very much enjoyed this. I didn't exactly know what to expect from this um, when I picked it up and started, but right off the bat, you could tell um, about the social anxiety that she was dealing with and some of the other things uh, that she was trying to essentially get a handle on. Uh, and then seeing her relief with her diagnosis and then not just her ability to acclimate to that, but to bring that conversation to other people, which is like, there is still to this day, even as more widely accepted as mental health issues have become, there's still a huge stigma behind them. So this is just a fantastic thing that I think whether you would look at it as an Asperger's or an autism thing, or just a mental health help book, um, there's so much to be taken from this. And like, I, I agree with you guys. The simple art style was great because <clears throat> it, for me, it didn't bog down the story. You were able to see like the story without like, in, you could enjoy what was like the scenery, but it didn't weigh down the story at the same time. Mm -hmm. A much lighter book uh, but still, you know, like fun in its own right. Uh, Frankie Comics is out August 26th, also from Oni Press. It is by Rachel Dukes. Uh, it's a collection of comics about Frankie, a cat who gets adopted by Rachel and Mike. I absolutely loved this book. Um, <laughs> if you have ever owned a cat, if you've ever looked at a cat, like you have seen like moments of this, you know, book in, in real life. And like, and I just, I truly did. Like it's, you know, the, the, the humor is right up my alley. Uh, a lot of, a lot of puns in it. And I found myself chuckling way more than I should have. Uh, Matt, what'd you think? Having never been a cat owner, but having a sister that has four, I recognized a lot of these scenarios just from daily conversations with her. Um, and that made me laugh to the point where I shared this webcomic with her uh, today. And I said, you need to check this out because this is the cat life. Um, and I think I would probably get a bigger chuckle out of it if I were a cat owner, but I still appreciated, I, I related to it in the fact that like, I see this as, you know, having heard stories from people who have cats. Um, but yeah, I like, I love the art style and I mean, it's a good, it's a good funny light read. Yeah. I've owned cats and this is, this is just cats. Like this is just how cats work. Um, it's also just how pets work because there were a lot of scenes where I'm like, Oh, what's my dog doing in this comic dressed as a cat. This is weird. <laughs> um, but this was, this was simply adorable. Like, how can you go wrong with like a sweet adoption story of a cat? Like it's just, it's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Lydia Bell. <laughs> I mean, we can't, we can't have an anniversary episode without at least one person getting shamed. That's all I'm saying. True. Um, also, and I don't, I don't know if we can consider this a spoiler or not, 
but did anybody else appreciate the uh, like X that signified like Frankie's butt? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, cat butt. That's fantastic. <laughs> One last thing to kind of reminisce and everything on before we get some new people in here. You know, we've we've had a chance to review a lot of things over the years. We've also had a chance to talk to a lot of people over the years. Uh, you know, like from some small indie creators, you know, to, to celebrities, you know, people that you see on TV or whatever. So I wanted to talk about some of our favorite interviews. Um, Lydia, let's start with you on this one. I mean, if we're going to talk like big name people, Mark Shepard will always be my most favorite thing that I've ever got to do with this. Um, as, far as, as far as like more indie creators that we've talked to, I think Steen's probably is one of my favorite people that we've ever interviewed. She's just really fun to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was, yeah, it's like, especially with Steen's, because it's like, yes, we have had that rapport with her or whatever, but still, it was, yeah, it was like an easy interview. It was a lot of fun. Um, Tabitha, what'd you think? Whatever. So maybe it's because it's, it's my inner book nerd, but Kame Spara has like the best Instagram feed that exists <laughs> in the entire world. And I would have never came across that Instagram feed had we not done that interview. And it was such <laughs> an interview. Everybody was super relaxed, super chill. They were super excited that we were, walked in there half dressed as the Rugrats. Like, <laughs> I thought I would do an interview with a big name, like, tour author dressed as Angelica, like, be in the room with that. <laughs> but here we are. Um, I've since read the, their uh, first book. Debut. Yeah, yep. their debut novel. And I really enjoyed it. Like, it was just. It wasn't what I was expecting it to be, but at the same time, it was really, really well done. And I just, I, they have a new book coming out and I'm just, I'm stoked. Like you can pre-order it as of today. And I'm like, oh, do I need to pre-order that book? No, I don't need to pre-order. Yeah, I need to pre-order the book. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like mostly it's because I wouldn't have found the Instagram feed. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's so much fun to watch. Oh my gosh. It's just the best, just the best Instagram feed. And yeah, and that interview was so much fun because I actually, I did the camera work because not Seth decided to cosplay as Reptar that day, but you know, that's cool. <laughs> um, it's that was a little was, hard to carry a phone that day. He was actually the reason we were dressed up as Rugrats. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but like holding the camera, like KM was like legitimately like almost making me laugh. Like if I wasn't holding the camera, like I would have laughed a lot harder than I did. Uh, but I was like, oh, man, I got to be professional. I got to be professional. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, what was your favorite interview over the years? Um, I I have to go big on this one. And this is the one that of any interview that we've done had me sweaty palms, jittery, nervous, had to be John Scalzi. I have known who he is essentially since the day that his first book got published and he became a big name sci-fi author. And when we first got the connection with Tor to be able to do some of those interviews at C2E2, I was like, okay, if we're just going to ask and see who we can get, like, this is my pipe dream. Let's, let's see what happens. And when we got the response back, they're like, yes, you know, John would love to do an interview. I I just about flipped like that was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, the interview was so much fun. It was so like Spar's interview. It was just light and easygoing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that 
like Scalzi walked in and picked up the microphone and started karaoke. And then like, which then led into his like rules for running a karaoke contest. Like that was so off the cuff and so fantastic. But at the same, for me as like doing the interview, it helped put me at ease. It made everything flow just that more smoothly, made it more of just a conversation instead of an, instead of an interview. Um, I continue to follow him on every social media platform I can find. And I, I don't know that that's my top one by far. Uh, mine, I think would have to be uh, Kyle Higgins. Um, he's a, he's an indie writer. Uh, he's written some of my favorite um, characters. He's written for Nightwing. He's written Power Rangers. Uh, <clears throat> when we interviewed him at C2E2 a few years ago, I didn't, it, it was, it was such a learning experience for me on a lot of different angles. Uh, the interview itself, like as much as I wanted to talk to him about Power Rangers and everything, it's like, it was for a different uh, publisher than the one who got us the interview. Like we actually, we mm -hmm. got the interview that morning. Like they were said, hell, hey, yeah, if you want to meet us, you know, like, you know, <laughs> want to stop by his booth today, he'll talk to you. And so like, <clears throat> it was nerve wracking for me to come up with, you know, like questions on not quite on the spot, but kind of on the spot. But like, but yeah, it was like, I figured it probably wouldn't be good for me to interview this guy. Who's, you know, like got something from image that, you know, image comics is letting us do and <laughs> ask him about boom studios and that kind of stuff. So I was like, eh, we're going to shy away from that. But, um, but yeah, so it was like, I was kind of nervous, kind of starstruck a little bit, but like, it was also like just awesome because he was, you know, like uh, really nice, really accommodating too, because like I said, this was a learning experience because at the time we were doing a lot of Facebook live interviews and he is the reason we don't really do that on the show floor anymore um, because <laughs> it didn't upload and he was nice enough. Thank goodness to, to let us uh, redo the video. And yeah, I was like, I'm not going to take that chance because I don't know that we'll be that lucky the next time. <laughs> so we have some new guests coming in. Um, I'm going to let them get uh, connected and all that kinds of stuff. How's it going, everybody? Hi, guys. How's it Hi. going, Pickett? Hey. It is. Can you, hear me? Can you hear me? Is it very soft? <laughs> How's it going, Bailey? I wore I wore a jacket for you for your five year anniversary. And I got my Mighty Duck shirt on. Woo! <laughs> Very excited. You are over like you you are outdressing us, Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, and, and Pickett, we'll go back to you in a second. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, suddenly became a very different show, guys. <laughs> wrong show. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, uh, so, I I have layers. I'm not an animal. <laughs> So Bailey is the host of Lincoln's Legends podcast. Uh, it's a fantastic show about like people who just make Springfield how awesome it is. So yeah, so Bailey, take a couple seconds, just plug your show. Tell us all about it. Well, my son's coming in, so he wants to talk about it too. <laughs> Hello, you can come in. Come on, you want to see what Dad's doing? It's okay. Okay, come here. Hello. Hello. Love me. I know you want to hear Raffi songs. 
Uh, I really enjoy origin stories. I'm uh, really excited about uh, people that don't ask for permission. They just ask for forgiveness. And um, we live in a world where our iPhone is uh, more complex than the computer that went to the moon. So why not use it to our advantage? And um, I started out by asking the questions, how the, did that guy get there? And, and it was just really um, passionate, but in the wrong way. And I finally changed it into, wow, how did you get here? And um, I've had a lot of fun, had a lot of really fun conversations. And um, I'm really excited to be a part of this because I feel like we started our journey together. So, yeah. And, yeah, and we're, we're incredibly thankful for, you know, all the support and everything that you've given us over the years. Uh, also joining us is original cast member, Miriam. Whoop, whoop. Also went by Lilith for a little while. Yeah, I still do online. <laughs> so how are things with you? Good. Busy. Busy. Very busy. We have a, an employee that's also on here right now. Yeah. Is he getting time and a half for this? Are you getting time and a half for this, Pickett? Yeah, I wish. Uh, but I am <laughs> eating bacon right now. <laughs> no fair. That's almost. Is it real bacon or turkey bacon? Oh, it's real bacon. <laughs> Don't do I, turkey I, bacon. I'm peanut butter and jealousy right now. <laughs> better than real bacon. So. Do you? What is better than real bacon? Beef bacon. You know, I do enjoy me some beef bacon. And if y'all haven't had it, you should. You need to try it. Yes. I love how we've already detoured off into food. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's important. Listen, listen. There's not a lot of things uh, we bring back from the original shows, but food, it's not going anywhere. Let's go ahead and start talking about, we've, we've got a few things I want to talk about over the last, uh, the last five years. Uh, last five years, there have been a lot of really cool things that have happened with, uh, in, in the world of geek, you know, whether it's a movie or a thing that's happened. Uh, but there's got to be something that, for all of us, was our favorite thing. Since, uh, since you are one of our many guests, Miriam, let's start with you on this one. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> no pressure. Best geeky thing to happen in the last five years, my wedding. That was pretty does, geeky. Does that, does that count? That, that was pretty <laughs> geeky. That is a beautiful answer. <laughs> that is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it was. We had, uh, can, I use, can I use that answer too, guys? No. No. <laughs> no. We're all um, writers but, for Picket, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Honestly, I, I like that um, geek and nerd culture as a whole has really grown and taken off. Uh, not necessarily become more mainstream, but that there's more art. There's new and additional storylines. There's just more content. Um, you're seeing board games are like a staple in people's houses. Um, thing, things like that. So I'm uh, my best, my favorite thing in the last five years is that there's more geek Bailey, what about you? She stole all the good answers. <laughs> oh, um, I will second your uh, geek wedding, and I don't want to take from anybody, but um, my fiance brought me into this culture. Um, I didn't have, we all have a crazy journey and crazy upbringing, but I was more focused on 
um, trying to make a life for myself and trying to constantly work. And I didn't uh, invest as much into Geek as I would have wanted to. And uh, she took me to Wizard World. And in, in turn, I gave her the biggest geek wedding that I could. Um, and I want to um, second the, the, the geek being mainstream as well. It, but it's something that's come to my attention lately is um, the push for strong female characters. And that's amazing because I think I didn't grow up with enough of that in my life. And then once I saw my wife and how she carried our child and she legitimately did not need me at all <laughs> to bring that thing into the world. Um, and he's the greatest thing I've ever been a part of. And um, I, I kind of feel like I was unintelligent, so I didn't appreciate it as much as I could. Um, but now after watching all that, I'm like, yeah, th these they're, they're way more powerful than, than I am. And um, it takes a lot more that, you know, when put, uh, put up with so much more. So I'm just, I'm a fan of the strong female characters being pushed, whether that's, um, you know, Jessica Jones, whether that's uh, Captain Marvel, whether that's Shuri. Uh, I'm just excited that uh, they've only scratched the surface for all these strong female characters. I think we've got our tech guy, camera guy, not Seth. I think we're good. Can you hear us, not Seth? I could hear you the whole time, but I don't know if you could hear me. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, you sound like a robot, so yeah. <laughs> uh, not so. what has been your favorite geek thing in the past five years? Uh, my favorite audio thing, uh, <laughs> my favorite audio thing, uh, my favorite <laughs> geek thing in the last five years was going to my first uh, Comic-Con with The Geek Awakens. It was my first ever I got to go and I went to Wizard World in 2017. Nice. Yeah, so I got to meet like Catherine Tate and we got to interview a lot of really awesome people. So it was really fun. Yeah, it was meeting. It was fun meeting Catherine Tate, even for like the thirty seconds that it was. But it was it was awesome. Especially because you uh, messed up the photo op the first time, so we got two photos for the price of one. <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite geek thing of the last five years has actually been Pokemon Go. Um, I know it's strange to say because I'm not a Pokemon fan at all. Uh, but I feel like the summer of 2016, uh, I feel like that was the closest that we are ever going to get to world peace. And it was all because of Pokemon Go. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> like, literally everybody played that game. Um, but yeah, and, and I know that it's still big. It's not nearly as big as it was. But, uh, but yeah, it was just, it was, I don't know. It was simpler times, I guess. Um, Pickett, what about you? I, look, my uh, first first of all, I, I say that you guys are all stealing mine. You know the 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 uh, the first con, the wedding. The, that's not fair, guys. Uh, so stop it. No, but um, for me, uh, I thought that the best thing of uh, of the uh, of the last five years. You got to bear in mind this. So to give some some brief history, we've talked about this a lot. When I first started, when we first started doing the show, it was all based on wanting to, I, I had this thought that, hey, why don't, why don't we do a geek show on the 217 radio? No, at that point, it was the pickitandjoe.com. It wasn't even 217 radio yet. And, and I was talking to my buddy Chuck, and he's like, I, I know a guy. And I'm like, well, let, let's make that a thing. So I, I wanted somebody to do it because I was not actually very well involved in the geek like stuff. I liked geeky things, but I, I would not have by any means called myself like a full-on geek. Uh, it really didn't get that far until like I really started doing more um, uh, with you guys. 
So I did my first con with you guys. I did all that stuff. Uh, so I, my, my last five years has been all of my geek stuff. And uh, so with that being said, I feel like the best thing that has happened in the last five years uh, for me uh, that I thought was awesome was uh, Avengers Endgame. Uh, to me, that was, I mean, I, I grew up watching these, these movies and finally, I say grew up, man, I was older still, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I grew up, I'm still not completely grown up yet, we all know this. Um, but for me, that was like the coolest thing I, I think I had ever seen uh, was when Avengers Endgame came out. And, and the only thing that, and while I didn't like uh, um, uh, Infinity War as much as I hoped I would, because I loved it, it was a great movie. But Endgame for me just, I mean, it was kind of the name says it all. It was the Endgame and it was awesome. It was a great movie uh, and I just, I really, really, really loved it. Tabitha, what about you? Um, so I couldn't choose between my two news desks. Like, we had <laughs> Miranda and we had Baby Yoda and like, I couldn't choose. So for the next five years, the only thing I want in the entire world is a Lin-Manuel Miranda, Baby Yoda mashup somewhere. Like, I don't know if I need him, like, playing Philip Hamilton or what I need, but, like, I need, I need that. <laughs> oh, um, Baby Yoda dying in a duel? Oh, no! Oh. <laughs> I was thinking more as, like, you know, Philip Hamilton when he's a child and, then, you know, playing piano and singing, you know, singing in French. That's the... Too soon. That's... Too soon. <laughs> That's what I was that, thinking. That's Mitch. That's, <laughs> that's who I am. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I couldn't pick between my two news desks. I really couldn't. Um, Baby Yoda, I feel like, was like the thing we needed Like right before the world kind of fell apart. We all got to embrace Baby Yoda on the <laughs> internet. Everybody's like, oh my god, he's so cute. Now everything is falling apart. Cool. But like, we got that moment where everybody was just happy because Baby Yoda existed. And then, you know, Lynn Manuel Miranda is just the hero we all deserve, so I, I couldn't. <laughs> uh, Lydia. Um, so overall, like geek stuff that's happened the last five years, um, I think I mentioned this on one of our like end of year things is how video games have kind of overcome a bit of this, a bit of the stigma that they've had, and so has like let's playing and things like that on YouTube. So we have so many great uh, content creators that have used that platform to do things for charities and bring nerd culture to a place where it's like, Oh, you're actually doing good for the world. You're not just some nerd in a basement doing nothing. Like it, it's become so much more than what people thought it was before. And another thing, which is kind of personal for me, being a geek and being a nerd in the past five years got me here. It got me to meet you guys. It got me, being a part of the show with you guys has been such an amazing thing for me because I am not a great speaker and I've gotten so much better about that over the last couple of years because I've been doing this with you guys and I would never have been able to be a part of something like that if it were not for all of the geek things in the world and that just blows my mind. I think you're a fantastic speaker, Lydia. See? I'm a terrible speaker because I always <laughs> mispronounced your own name. And it's like, how long have I known you now? Like, and it's not even like it's that hard of a name. Like, ugh. <laughs> Rounding out this, uh, this category, Matt, what's been your favorite geek thing? Uh, John Wick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, and Matt suddenly gets kicked from the call. 
Yeah. Mitch like, like, the whole thing's yep. over. <laughs> <Yep>. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Deleting the page. We're done. Not a podcast anymore. It's been good. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to. Um, no, honestly, I kind of have to double back on uh, kind of part of what Pickett said. Um, but for me, it's both Infinity War and Endgame um, from the Avengers. That was the culmination of 10 years of the MCU. When Iron Man first came out, I don't think any of us realized the juggernaut that Marvel had on their hands when it came to the film universe they were creating. Um, They started teasing a big bad villain that we only guessed at, um, a plot line that we really didn't know where it was going. um, And they managed to, with some incredible actors, uh, fantastic directors, amazing special effects, put out two movies in two years that wrapped up an immense storyline and did justice to characters that we had come to know and love. Um, And like growing up with comic books, to be able to see them like Captain America and Thor and Spider-Man and and Iron Man, just like work together on screen and theaters full of people across the world cheering as these films ended. Um, I don't know. I, I think having that all come together and then at the same point launching off and knowing that there's more coming from Marvel and the MCU um, I, I think that's where I had to say my favorite part of the last five years for ne- for geek culture. So for every awesome, amazing thing that's happened in the last five years, there have been some stinkers, some <laughs> things that just didn't work, some just overall sucky things that have happened. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about now some of our least favorite things. Um, Iron Fist. What's that? Oh. <laughs> I missed something. Iron Fist. Oh. <laughs> There's something wrong with my microphone. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's like a, it's like a sneeze. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, well, Bailey, let's, let's kind of ex- expand on that. If that is indeed feel, your least favorite. I feel so bad. No, <laughs> someone else go. I'm just, I'm just here to throw a match. That's it. All right, Pickett, let's start with you on this one. So this was a tough one for me because, like I said, I wasn't like super like into like geek culture. Uh, but the one thing, my before all this, the one thing uh, I uh, probably disliked probably more than just about anything that would be geek related. Oh my gosh, I know the name of the movie. It's a movie. It, you got to bear in mind, all my stuff is like movies because that's, that's my, one of my geek things. Um, it, was, uh, it was so bad. Do you mean jump into you grab it? It's like a balloon no, that floated yeah. away. Uh, the movie. Uh, oh my gosh, this is what the was dumbest. about this. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, DC. The the. Uh, Justice Are we playing League? charades right now. <laughs> Not Justice League. The other one. Suicide the anti-hero Squad? movie. What Suicide, Suicide Squad? <laughs> oh my gosh! Why couldn't I say that? Listen, guys, it was so it. bad you wiped it from your memory. <laughs> I love Will Smith uh, in just about anything he does, and to Even me, Aladdin? he was. Yeah, actually, I enjoyed Aladdin. 
You know, yeah, Aladdin mm. wasn't really Aladdin wasn't bad at all. I enjoyed that one. Uh, but so this one was really tough because it just it didn't hit the the things I wanted it to hit. There's a possibility that this movie could have also been the Joker. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I've had no interest in seeing it. But for me, it was it was definitely that movie. I just I it it was terrible. The Joker was bad. I, I just just bad, just bad. Uh, not Seth. Let's talk about you. So mine is also a movie, coincidentally, uh, and it's a sequel to the much beloved Lego Movie. It's Lego Movie Two, which, in my opinion, was hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much hype going into this movie because Lego Movie 1 was really good Batman Lego Movie was good and then Lego Movie 2 came out and I went with like five other friends and we had the whole row in the theater to ourselves and very disappointed terrible way to spend a Galentine's Day (laughs) Uh, Bailey are you ready to talk about how much you hated Iron Fist you know what I changed my vote I just I was throwing rocks because I figured that was somebody's like favorite thing. Uh, Ready Player One broke my heart. It really did. Mm-hmm. I um, listened to the book religiously with Will Wheaton, and um, I cried when. Uh, spoiler alert: the new one's coming out. So if you haven't, you know, read the book, um, I cried <laughs> when the culmination uh, artifact is Chuck Taylor's, because. I don't care where you're from or where you grew up. Um, there's one point in your life where you can afford a pair of Chuck Taylors. And it just blew my mind. And that's the ultimate artifact, artifact forgive me. Um, even with the, the, the press releases and the, um, they did, I, I don't feel they handled it very well. Um, and I have to say that I wasn't the kid that read Lord of the Rings. I wasn't the kid that read Harry Potter. So I can't scream at the screen uh, for the things that I didn't, for the for my my passions not being represented. Um, I thought that I that when Fox broke my heart with X Men, I thought it was done. Like I just I I hold on to the the Fox property, the animated series, just so closely. I mean. The whole last movie, Dark Phoenix, could have been one episode, and you just write it shot for shot, and that's a beautiful movie. But this year, it was Ready Player One. Um, I just couldn't believe they leaked so much stuff, and like I just, I lost my mind at the twist when H is just this, this person. Oh my, you know, what if this is a thirty-pound guy that you don't even know that lives in his mom's basement, and then it's just, and it just, I lost my mind. So that uh, I, I put so much stock into that. I mean, that was like a twenty-seven-hour book. And just to be holding on every word. And I go see the movie and it's just like, wah, wah, wah. (laughs) (laughs) Lydia, what about you? So, again, movie. Live action Lion King, guys. (laughs) It should should never have happened in the first place. Like, none of the characters have any, like, soul to them. So, like, someone failed in the CGI department. The voice acting is horrendous. Like, even James Earl Jones, like, sounds like he's sitting there reading his lines like, why are we doing this again? Didn't they just give the lions peanut butter? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But not only that, but they cut and the little bit that they played completely butchered, like, the best Disney villain song ever. Say... I watched it with my mom on Disney Plus, and she's not usually one to like 
cops want to stop watching something just because it's bad. It's like, okay, we're already invested in this. Let's get it over with. We get halfway through the movie and she turns to me and goes, do we have to finish this? And I went, I don't want to, but we're already into it. So we might as well. I really wish we had that. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> But Nathan Lane's still alive, and he did a beautiful job of singing the song, and we got <laughs> Seth Rogen, and no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Miriam, what about you? Um, oh, dropping my phone. Sorry. Um, so, I'm going to be a big dissenter here. I couldn't watch the rest of the Marvel Universe movies. Basically, when it was... Oh, Pickett, you you told me which movie this was with the snap. Was that Endgame? Infinity War. Infinity War. I stopped after that because, for me, it became more drama than action, and I like more of the action. I also never read the comics. I was not, like, briefed on this stuff beforehand, so I was literally going into all these movies blind. And I was like, I don't, I don't get it. doesn't live up to the hype for me. So I just stopped. So that was my biggest letdown. Uh, we're going to pause this for just a second and welcome uh, from the Front Row uh, Network, Jeremy Geckner. How are you doing, Jeremy? What it is, folks. Stop Happy to be here friend. to awesome. celebrate five years of the Geek Awakens. Y'all are nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about the Front Row uh, you guys have like 7,000 shows and I'm Accurate. so proud of, yeah, I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so like, just like, I don't know. I, I always get excited whenever I see you guys doing anything awesome, which is <laughs> a lot. Oh uh, yeah. You know, well, I mean, it, it's basically just an entertainment uh, place. Uh, you know, we started it, I started it back in college uh, about 8,000 years ago. Um, and it's really always been born out of the same thing with our tagline, the people for people who actually like movies. Um, and that's how it started out. Now we've branched out, as you said, into about 8,000 other shows. <laughs> um, you know, we got pro wrestling and television and, and, and everything else uh, that we're doing now. But yeah, essentially it's always just come back to that. It's just like, uh, man, critic culture sometimes can just get so uh, critical. Um, and it's just it's just terrible it's just like why why not look for some good why not even if the movie's total crap or the television show's total crap i bet you there was something that made you smile in it so why not write about that that's the basic crux of where it came from so yeah we're just a collective of a bunch of different shows on the front row network um we're npr illinois affiliated now and uh i don't know man we just i i just kind of try to let everyone else steer it you know <laughs> i take my step back and i just let everybody else run we got guilty pleasures we got disney shows and uh, they're just all running crazy, but uh, I am so happy to be here celebrating <laughs> you guys because uh, it's not without the support of podcast brothers and sisters like you guys that, that anybody gets out, gets off the ground. I'm going to let you off the hook for just a second. We, right now, what we're talking about, we're talking about our least favorite thing of the decade. So I'll let you get settled in before okay. I get to you. Um, Matt, let's talk about yours. So I had a hard time trying to decide on this because there were a couple of things that were at the top as possibilities. Um, but when it all boiled down, I had to pick the, I guess the fallout, if you will, um, of the Walking Dead TV show uh, as my biggest, biggest disappointment because they're going into season 10. Five years ago, the show was going strong. It had millions upon millions of viewers. 
everybody waited with bated breath for every episode. The comic book was going strong. It had an incredible storyline. And then something happened in the last three years-ish where I don't necessarily want to say that it jumped the shark, but they, I, I mean, I've used this phrase before, but they are beating the undead horse. Um, <laughs> and something has just, has, has gone wrong with the TV show. Um, the comic book has ended, which was a surprise to everybody, which pretty much a disappointment that it did end so quickly. But um, just the fact that the show has fallen so flat um, I mean, I, I stopped watching probably four years ago, and I really almost have no desire to go back and catch up. Jeremy, we're going to go back to you now. Um, what's been your least favorite thing? My name's Jeremy, too. That's why I call you <laughs> Bailey. I don't know. I feel like very differently, so I think that you're like Jeremy, and I'm just like Jeremy, you know? Mom won the girl. Look at the spelling. She won the girl. That's why I go um, by Bailey. <laughs> uh let's see worst so my least favorite moment like a geek moment of the of the decade well i, I said decade earlier i just meant of the last five years yeah i think it still counts but it's uh it's ultimately the uh justice league movie for me um and it sucks because like i i'm the bvs supporter um, of the network i'm the guy who liked bvs um, which kind of makes me an outlier in, I guess, just the world. Um, but, you know, I, I still had some high hopes. I was able to see enough in Batman v Superman. I thought that Henry Cavill was a great Superman, still is. Um, I think that the potential was there. And then Justice League comes around, and it's just, oof, man. You know, like, all the stuff that happened on there. And on, honestly, it's not all, you know, the fault of, you know, the actors or the filmmaker. You know, Zack Snyder had to go through the um, unimaginable uh, tragedy of, uh, you know, losing your son at that time, um, you know, and, but then like just Joss Whedon and all the stuff that went into it and the final product just wasn't fun. And ultimately, if you're not making the DC heroes fun, like what, what are you doing? I mean, like even a gritty hero like Arrow on the CW universe, you're still able to like get a lot of fun out of that show sometimes. So that was just kind of my biggest disappointment because man, the potential was there. They had the names, they had the directors, um, and it just didn't come together. And I'm hopeful for the future. I'm hopeful for what they've done so far with Shazam and Aquaman and the others. But um, yeah, that was just my most disappointing part because I was waiting so long for a Justice League movie of that scale. And it was just underwhelming. Um, let's get you caught up because uh, we earlier we did talk about our favorite geek thing of the last five years. So uh, what, what's been yours? Uh, it, so easy. Avengers Assemble. Um, it's just so, so, so easy. Um, as everyone knows, I, I cash regular checks for Marvel, uh, for liking their stuff. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, but it's just that moment was so organically built for 10 years over 20 plus movies. And the way that they did it, even in the context of that movie was just so earned and so fun. And, you know, it, there's very few movies that have that many cheer out loud moments, but seeing it finally pay off right there, the way it did, um, you know, with the portals, one of the best music scores I've heard in a long time from Alan Silvestri in that scene. Um, yeah, that moment was just, I, I thought that it was going to be one of those where it happens and I'm like, okay, good, it happened. And it was a release, but it was literally like the joy, the overflowing joy of investing in the MCU for 10 years and getting, and getting that moment the way it did. So that was my best moment. 
Um, switching back to our least favorite, Tabitha, let's talk, uh, let's talk about yours. Um, so my least favorite thing is going to be the same um, for the entirety of the show, I've already decided. It's the fact that we've passed another year, and we've celebrated another anniversary, and I still don't have one's a winner. I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... Was, hold on, was there even a question as to what Tabitha's was going to be? I mean, I mean... I mean no, like, this is the only one, like, when you, like, told us what the questions were, I was like, okay, well, I know that one. What are my other ones? Like, <laughs> I just, like, I don't wish death on my worst enemy, but I wish death on George R. R. Martin, just so Brandon Sanderson can take over and finish this series, <laughs> and I can read my book, and I can rest in peace. Like, I'm gonna be, like, 105, like, my body's gonna be refusing to die. Like, it's broken down. I have Alzheimer's. I don't know my elbow from my butt, and I'm still like, guys, I can't let go. I need my book. Like, I know that's what's gonna happen. And so, for the entirety of this show and the entirety of my life, I'm going to be saying that my least favorite thing of any year is the fact that I still don't have Winds of Winter. Because the other day, like, I got this random urge. I was like, oh, my God, I really want to reread Game of Thrones. And I'm like, no, you don't. Like, I had, like, an inner argument with myself about how – and then I was, like, looking up things about how awful George R. R. Martin is. And I check his, his not a blog, like, once a week because, you know, why not? And every week he's like, it's coming. I'm like, no, it's not. Stop lying. Just stop lying. Die already. Like, I just – I'm never getting it, guys. It just hurts so much. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay silent over here. Stay silent. <laughs> oh, I, I, I have a thought on that, Tabitha. Pick, pick it. Hold on for just a second. Do you want to say night night? Let me say good night. Oh, yeah. Night, buddy. So cute. I just did the same thing. <laughs> well, that was adorable. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> now, I have no idea what I was saying. Oh, oh. Tabitha, what you should do is we should give uh, George R. R. Martin one shame every day that it's not out, and for every day we add a shame. So the first day is one shame, the second day is two, three, so on and so forth. That is a and, lot uh, of math, and I'm the one that has to keep track of that. Listen, <laughs> I, I, will, I will do it. I'll, I'll, I'll do the math, okay? I mean, it's and I'll just give you a total. Okay. It's the only way that somebody's going to get more shames than Mitch. I was just about to say This that. is yeah. true. Anyway, yeah. I'm okay with it. I'm I am down for this plan. So we need to make I mean, it public and just get the word matter. out. He's too busy not writing to look at anything we post. So <laughs> with his typewriter and his one key a day, like the ooh guys, I'm real tired. <laughs> Beginning. Ooh, I'm real tired. I gotta go take a nap. Or do something else that doesn't matter, like write a seven hundred page history that are Argarians that nobody wants. <laughs> I'm not bitter. I'm not Oh blooded. <laughs> Um, for me, my least favorite thing, and I, I really hate to say this, but uh, my least favorite thing has been the DC Universe, how um, that streaming service has not lived up to the potential that it could be. And it's, and it's a shame because there are a lot of fantastic shows. I love Titans. Um, the episodes I've seen of Harley Quinn have been funny. Um, uh, Doom Patrol is on my to-watch list. And plus, just like with the streaming service, it's for any kind of comic book nerd, the the monthly price for it is fantastic. You know, you get all this backlog of comic books that you can just read at your disposal. And they haven't 
come out and said that, hey, this is not going to be a thing anymore, but like the writing is on the wall. You know, they did, they did say that eventually all the shows that are on DC Universe now will be eventually part of HBO Max. I mean, it's just like, it's only a matter of time. And it's a, such a shame. Uh, I really wanted this to be a lot more successful than what it was. Uh, but for whatever reason, it didn't happen. Anyway. <laughs> so Sh- Shazam was so good, though. Shazam was really good. So good. Listen, Shazam so was my good. biggest surprise of the year. Yeah. That year that it came out. Obviously not this year, but that I did not expect to like Shazam. Who releases and that during the summer? It. That's a Christmas movie. It really How was. How do you mess up that marketing? Uh, my my apologies. Christmas movie. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm asking. Like it was beautiful, and how did it be released in the wrong market or the the wrong time? Is what I'm saying. So it's it still oh, yeah. fought through the wrong production schedule. It was a great film, though. Mm. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> so, the last thing that I want to talk about, and it's something that we discussed uh, during our quote unquote like pilot episode that. We never released. It was something that, like, just when, you know, I assembled, you know, the the people that I wanted for this show, and we kind of just, like, just talked for a while just to kind of see, like, are we going to mesh as well as I thought we were? Uh, But one topic that I brought up is that, you know, we're all geeks about something, you know, Uh, whether it's, you know, the MCU or comics in general or, you know, sci-fi, whatever. But there is something in each of us that makes us lose geek cred. I'm going to start with this one, and it's just for the simple fact, like, for me, I lose points because I'm not a Potterhead. I've tried multiple times. Um, Five years ago, y'all tried to get me to watch the movies, and I'm still stuck on movie four. Well, movie five. I hadn't started that one. I just can't do it. And I still say I'm going to watch the, the rest of the movies, and it'll probably happen. But it's not anything that it, it's just, it's not for me. So well, that's let me I, throw this out to you, Mitch. You know, I told you if you get through number four, and if you didn't love it, you're not going to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm committed enough to eventually watch them, but it's just like, I'm not like getting off work and being like, oh, I've got Harry Potter at home. Hey, like that's just, it's not, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't give me that look. Tyler. I'm just saying, like, I'm not like that. Like, no one is like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just disappointed because you said you were going to do that during quarantine. Yeah, I know. I said I was going to do a lot of things during quarantine. All right? (laughs) We all said we were going to do a lot of things during quarantine. (laughs) Yeah. That, like, like I said, our first show back, like, the first week of quarantine, I took a guitar lesson, and I was really excited, and I was going to be a pro (laughs) by the time quarantine ended, and I only had one guitar lesson. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it happens uh, Miriam why do you lose geek cred because life too here so I'm not a comic book person I I just I tried you know I tried mm-hmm. and I I just can't I can't and and I'm still not caught up on Doctor Who what I know part, you are part <laughs> of the reason I'm into Doctor Who I know I know I started watching it and then work but Life. which doctor did you start with is my question. I started with nine. So I started with nine, yep. but I did go back to the originals and yep. watch them. You may like David Tennant. He may, he may pull your heartstrings. Oh, oh I'm, different. 
I'm on 13. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just not caught up. Also, I'm the person who gets off work and it's like, I'm going to watch Harry Potter. So, <laughs> <it's> fine. <laughs> <It's interesting. laughs> yeah. I'm the person. Cool. I'm re listening to book four right now on Audible. It's yes. wonderful. I love the audiobooks. Favorite book. Worst movie. Favorite book. Yeah. Um, Matt, where do you lose geek cred? I think my answer is going to be the same as it was five years ago when we started all of these shenanigans. Um, and it's the fact that I am also a sports geek, sports nerd. Um, I, I could sit and watch baseball all day long. I, I don't even care what teams are playing. Um, I, I would sit and watch. Um, I, I have never been in the end of the NBA, but whether it's the NHL NFL, Major League Baseball, I would sit and watch sports all day, just like I would sit and read all day or watch Marvel movies all day. But I would also watch sports. Bailey, what about you? My wife brought me into this thing, so I lose all street cred. (laughs) Um, I have faked my way through so many things in life. And uh, this is one of them. Um, I... We, rather, I was going to say I, but we, because we're on the same wavelength and I normally have this conversation with other people. Okay, uh, case in point, I sent an email to uh, Thomas Ian Nicholas this morning um, because I just had a hangover. Like, oh my God, like I really want to be there and he's a staple of the con. And I have to ask myself, in what world do I deserve to be interviewing him? Um, but he treated me like I work for Good Morning America. And yes. I really feel like I'm working every single day to build the life that I want and essentially to build my own avatar. Um, So I'm not a crappy person to people. And I really try and invest as much as I can into these digital conversations with people because I can't turn around and be a dirtbag. It's just, it's kind of productive. So like I'm trying to build the best version of myself and in doing that, it's like, oh my God, we went to this comic book convention and I started to ask the question, what makes you worthy of asking these people? And then essentially 10 seconds later, I'm doing the exact same thing. So I don't have any geek street cred as far as I'm concerned. I just am in love with the culture and I haven't been afraid to ask questions and I haven't been afraid to approach people. And um, uh, the the best way that I can explain it, if anybody's had the chance to read Bruce Springsteen's um, autobiography, and he even says it in his latest, uh, his one man show. He's like, my whole life is a facade. Um, I'm living vicariously through my father who worked in a factory. I've never worked a day in my life. So that's, that's my, <laughs> I, I haven't either. I'm living vicariously through everyone else and um, just building an avatar. So, um, Tabitha, I know we talked about earlier, you were having some issues with this one. Did you find anything? Um, kind of. So I started thinking about like all the things that we always talk about and the times when I'm my most quiet, which, you know, you're all welcome. But um, it's when we talk about single issue comics, like I've said it a million times, I cannot read single issue comics. I am on my like 120th book of the year. I can tell you about five of the books that I've read this year, probably with any kind of like diction like I just I don't have I have the world's worst memory like I don't know who Matt is sometimes when I wake up in the morning like it's like (laughs) like my memory is terrible 
So like I read, I can't read single issue comics unless I have like a stack of them to just plow through all in one go. Like I have the same problem with book series, like not to bring up when's a winner again, but I'm going to have to reread everything. Not that I don't remember, but I don't remember. So I just, I need them in a bind up. Like I need a trade. I need something. Cause if you give me like single issue comics, like once a week, I'm going to be like, who are these people? Have I read this before? Cause we get, sing we get second issues of things a lot from publishers and everybody will be like, Oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Every time, every time I message the group and I'm like, hey guys, have we read something like this before? It seems a little familiar. And it's inevitable that one of you is like, yeah, dummy, this is the second one in a series. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to read this because I don't know what you're talking about. So I hate single issue comics. I just, I hate it. I love them for collectors. You guys do your thing. Just don't expect me to read them and retain anything ever. Um, to save on the confusion that we had last time, Jeremy Geckner, why do you lose street cred? Um, I'm going to make her very angry, but it's because I'm not that angry about season eight of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not that angry about season eight. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, no, but like that's uh, definitely in our front row, like chat, like with the hosts and everything. That's the thing I get raked over the coals even more than my BBS, uh, you know, advocacy um, is, yeah, I mean, I was fine with season eight of Game of Thrones. I saw the problems. I saw the same problems that everybody did. Um, you know, I wish we had more time with it. I do. But, you know, people are on there like complaining about, you know, oh, it took us, you know, uh, three episodes to get from Winterfell to King's Landing in season one. And then we got there in like a one shot in the other one. And I'm just like, no, actually, if you watch that first episode, they go from King's Landing to Winterfell in one shot. So I'm just saying. But I do understand the, the thing there. But I don't know. I was just more willing to kind of like go with it just because that show, as you said, was just so goddamn good um, for for most of like the entire run there, the best thing on television. And I don't know, the backlash, I just never understood it. And, uh, you know, I've definitely had to pay in some geek cred for that, I think, over half. <laughs> <laughs> Lydia, what about you? For me, I think it would probably be the amount of movies that I have not seen. Um, I would co constantly get picked on, even by you guys, for the longest time because I had ne never seen the original Star Wars or any of the Star Wars movies. I finally rectified that at the beginning of this year, so I kind of gained a little bit of it back, but still. Um, there are so many well-known movies that I had not seen. I have not seen a majority of the MCU I'm working on that too, but I think the farthest into the MCU I have been is Winter Soldier. So I am way far behind. I haven't seen any <laughs> of the DC movies. Like the list of movies that I have not seen is insurmountable and I'm never going to catch up. And I get ragged on for it quite I wish frequently. I could see the world through your eyes. <laughs> all over again. Yeah, you get to about, see it all over again. You're talking about catching up. I mean, we all have quite a bit of time on our hands nowadays, don't we? So, I mean, right. I'm working on it, though. Like, say, because I have a list. It's not going to show. I have a list on my phone that is, like, this long at this point of all the movies that I have watched for the first time since the beginning of this year. And, like, I have a good amount of, like, MCU movies on there, but I still... There's so many things that I have not seen. And even my boyfriend brags on me about it. Like, it's not good. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful because you get a chance to experience them together. That's yeah. not sad at all. 
Well, my problem is I have such a horrible attention span for things that I haven't watched before. So I typically end up rewatching things more often than not, because if I miss something, it's not that big of a deal. But sitting down and watching something that I haven't seen before, it, it takes so much effort for me <laughs> to focus that long. So, yeah. Hey. Guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out for a second. I'm not sure if you can hear it, but he's uh, freaking out. Bear with me. Okay, <laughs> you're good. Uh, and I with the same problems. <laughs> <laughs> not Seth. Uh, where do you lose geek cred? So this has plagued me for years now because people just assume by the type of things that I like and the the person that I look like that I'm gonna like this TV show, and I don't. I don't care for it. And people are like, oh. Well, if you like really fancy dresses, you'll like this show. Oh, you don't like dresses? Well, what about animals? You'll like this show if you like animals. No, what about war? No, I don't like Game of Thrones. I'm not going to read the books. I'm not going to watch a TV show. Stop talking to me about Game of Thrones. (laughs) Sorry, Tabitha. That's going to earn me a shame, Belle. It's not. I don't understand that reference if I watch the show. (laughs) You get no shame, Bells. You get no shame, Bells. It's a big undertaking, like the books or the TV show. Like, it's an intimidating thing to get into if you don't start at the beginning. I oh, know. God. Binge-watching that to catch up for the finale was, that was an undertaking. So, no, no shames for you. No shames for you, not Seth. Aw. Yes. <laughs> you know, I just like you better than everyone else, so. <laughs> I think I'm it's all salty the about that shame i got last year well the it was a quarter of a shame it wasn't even a full shame (laughs) it haunts it uh so rounding it out uh pick it last year the the, you're the last one why do you lose geek cred well uh lots of reasons Uh, the biggest of those are two of them were already taken uh i don't comic book uh, I, I, I enjoy reading some comics. Uh, I, I read, uh, the, the flashpoint, uh, graphic novel. Um, that was wonderful. I've read the, the first, uh, uh, I don't even know what it's called, but the set of issues of, uh, the new 52, uh, flash, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I have watched, I read some, but I, I just don't comic book. And then, uh, I also, I'm also very, very behind on most of Capaldi for uh, Doctor Who. So there's that. Uh, but the, the biggest thing for me, I think that, that kind of kicks my, my geek cred, is uh, I, I don't really read it all. Uh, in terms of books that I've read for fun, or book series, uh, I, I think I can limit it to like four, five. Um, and and the, the crazy thing is, the books that I have read that I enjoyed, I freaking loved. Like, I was the guy, like, getting the midnight books for these, like all the Harry Potter books. And then I, I was Harry Potter, Charlie Bone, Artemis Fowl, and uh, Percy Jackson. Those, those are my books. Those are the ones that I have read in completion. Uh, and I, I love them, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it, uh, I, that's just my thing. I don't read a lot. Uh, and that's my biggest downfall in terms of a uh, geekdom. So, that's going to kind of tie up this special, you know, special edition. Uh, you know, again, thanks to both the Jeremys, Bailey and Geckner. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Miriam. Pickett, or Pickett, you're a regular cast member. I don't know why I was about to thank you for being on. Wait, you <laughs> see, I've been, on. I've been like, on a permanent hiatus as of late. <laughs> uh, it's not I permanent. I've been on uh, every one of my shows, man. <laughs> 
yeah, no. But thank me. I I, I yeah. enjoy. Yeah, thank thank cool. me. And and also thanks to Not Seth for uh, for joining us tonight. Uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun, guys. And even though like I I know that we all wanted to do this in person, and I know for me I at least I entertained the idea of being like you know what screw screw COVID screw you know like social distancing let's still do something in person. And then I was like. No, because that's how we all get. <laughs> that's how we all get sick. That's, that's how we all got the Rona. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no, but I I'm still really glad that we were at least able to do this. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us, uh, Bailey. You're back just in time. We're wrapping things up. Uh, thanks again for for joining us. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's gonna do it for this episode of the Geek Awakens. Uh, we'll. Uh, why? Why? Why do I always mess up the outro? I do because you have to at this point. Now it's yeah. just tradition. You don't want it to end, man. <laughs> Thank you so much for letting me be a part of this. And you guys, uh, your work ethic is humbling. It is. Uh, we don't work that hard. <laughs> we really have <laughs> a good face, but we don't work that hard. We are like the least professional podcast oh, yeah. ever. Professional has nothing to do with it, guys. They, people listen to hear you, to hear the unique parts that are in your noodle. Up here, you're here. So yeah, you guys always find a niche. No matter where you are, you find a niche. Like this log con, I didn't even know what that was. And now I'm <laughs> clicking in my feed. I'm like, ooh, what are they doing? Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like, I'm hooked. Like I, I gotta know. I gotta know what's going on. <laughs> so, but yeah, but uh, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail uh, thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next time. Everybody say bye. 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 bye.